pass math. Ten couples. Ten couples. <laughs> Ten couples. It gets even cheaper. Hey, thanks for joining us. We just sat down to start talking about a great film, Godspeed, The Pace of Being Known. Uh, Bill Sammons and Denise Harper are here from The Morning Show. Hello. 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 And Mark Dickey is joining us from The Afternoon Show. Howdy, howdy. I'm Andrew Jackson, the director of marketing at The Bridge. And Godspeed, The Pace of Being Known, it's this story of an American pastor whose desire to change the world grinds to a halt in this little Scottish parish. It's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I think it's called Methlick. Is that right? Yeah, in yeah. Scotland, yes. And so Godspeed was shot over three days in three small villages by three different friends. And what began as a five-minute video wound up as a, as a half-an-hour portrait of the people and the places that taught Matt, the pastor, to repent and rest. You can actually watch the whole film online. Highly recommended. Yeah. Uh, a friend uh, recommended it to me, and I watched it. And I immediately knew if I let it, it could be a life changer. And um, I I went online and uh, and bought the uh, a study guide, and, and we did a little small group and went through it weekly. And uh, we learned a lot. I'll tell you about that in a couple of minutes. But it kind of set the pace. There's a... There's a theologian named N.T. Wright. Tom Wright is his name, and uh, you're going to love his accent. And I think you're going to really like what he has to say, too, about the pace of God. What exactly does it mean to be in to follow the pace of God? Some years ago, there was a theologian who wrote a book called Three Mile an Hour God, because basically we walk, uh, most humans walk, roughly three miles an hour. Uh, the thought of traveling at only three miles an hour fills most of us with horror now, if we are walking, if we are going at three miles an hour, we are going at a much more, if you like, humane pace. And we can, there is time to process what we're seeing and what we're experiencing and smelling and knowing. And then the thought that maybe if we are made in the image of God, maybe this is why we sometimes get so frustrated with God. We want God to go at 60 miles an hour. If I see what I want God to do, I want to do it right now. And in fact, God is walking slowly around Palestine, around Galilee. God is doing what God is doing in God's time. And maybe if we were prepared to slow down a bit, look who's talking, we might actually be able, paradoxically, finally to catch God up. Wow. That's, that little clip's pretty heavy. I mean, <laughs> to walk three miles an hour, I don't know, if, have any of you ever done any hiking? Yeah, a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. I used to hike quite a lot. I loved it. And and even encumbered with all the weight that you carry on your backpack uh, mm -hmm. to head out into the field, you still trudge along at just two and a half, three miles an hour. Mm -hmm. And you can take in a lot at three miles an hour. That you miss at 60 miles an hour. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, that's how fast the cars go when you're on the internet. It's a lot faster. Right. When you're in an airplane, it's a lot faster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you you can't see things. You don't smell things. Mm -hmm. You don't hear things. You miss things. You're in your own world when you're going that fast. Well, it makes me think, you know, people are like, oh, I can't wait until um, we have this much money or I can't wait until mm -hmm. I'm in this relationship. And they always say, you know, the, the movie, the, the point of the movie is the journey is more important than the mm -hmm. destination. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is literally important too yeah that we miss the journey when we're when our lives are moving this mm -hmm. fast That's right That's so true so bill you discovered this film or it was shared with you by a friend how did how did you come across this film? yeah a friend uh, a friend who knows me and how crazy my my schedule can be if i let it and i and i let it um suggested that i that i should watch it so i did and i and i mentioned it to a few friends that we um hang out with a lot 
and they're all in the same place. And I think every, if if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're probably in the very same place too. We all um, take on too much. Our schedules are too full. Uh, we get our priorities out of whack, and uh, and it's sometimes you need a slap in the face. It, it was I don't know a year or two ago that I saw this film for the first time, and I went through a period of time where I was able to pare things back, focus a little more, slow down, and um, and I find myself today back in the same place that I was before I watched it the first time. One of the things here, I'll give you an example of some of the things that that you can learn if you, if you go through the study guide in the series. One of the lessons that they give you, the homework, if you will, is to um, walk through your neighborhood and learn the name of a neighbor, of a dog, and a tree in your community. And um, name the, of a tree. The name of a tree. Is it a dogwood or is, oh, it, okay. is it an oak or whatever? Oh. My mind but went somewhere else. You know, you have a tree in your yard. Do you know what kind of tree it is? There you go. Do you know the name of the of the guy that lives two doors down and the name of his dog? Mm. Probably not. Right. I didn't. Right. I hate to say. Yeah. Um, so so we did. We we all went out and we did that and uh, I you know learned some names and met a dog and <laughs> I mean and and it sounds silly, but when you slow down to do that it, and it, and that stays with you now. When I see the guy walking the dog or whatever, you know, it's uh. It's important. That's important stuff. And, right, right. and when I'm buzzing into my driveway at the end of the day and running in my house and then doing everything I got to do, and I run out the next morning and mm -hmm. I do it all over mm -hmm. again, I, I'm not. I'm missing all of that. Yeah. So hold. Let's let's slow the pace down a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> when you picked up the film, what did it what did it promise? I mean, what what would there be any reason um, for someone to to dive in? You mean so? What? It, why slow down? Like, what is the yeah, benefit like of slowing what, down? What is there? What? What? What are they getting at? What is? What? You know, in the end, what did yeah. Matt learn? Here, so, great question. And and for me, the key point is something that I don't like, um, and that is being known. Okay. I'm uh, I'm an I'm an introvert. I'm kind of a private person. I have a group that know me and mm -hmm. know me well, mm -hmm. but I don't really open up that group very often. So, and I think most of us are in that same boat. We don't like to slow down well enough to be known. I like getting to the church right before the last guy there and sitting on the back row, and I like being the first guy out. Right. Don't make a whole lot of eye contact. I really don't want to do small talk. I'm, I'm not that guy. So You're in the bathroom but, during passing well, the piece. Well, what right? happens is I'm not known by, by anybody except uh -uh. the people that I let in. And um, the other thing that you can learn from this film is the importance of stability. And that is one thing I do feel I have the advantage of. I grew up, I was born at a hospital, what, three miles from where we're sitting right now. Right. I went to a high school two miles from where we're sitting right now. And I know people in the community and, and they know me, at least know who I am. Mm -hmm. There is a, an amazing advantage to that, that a lot of people, a lot of people can't say that anymore in our world. No. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe in, in rural areas, it's more pronounced. But um, in, in most other places, you get out of high school, you go, you move away to college, you never come back. The expectation is that you're going to be uprooted from the start. Yeah, right. We don't expect you to stay. Yeah. We're, you're going to move on. So then I guess so, it's harder to get roots established even from the beginning, isn't and it? And when you don't have that, when you don't have that stability, and when you're not known, you can hide. You can mm. lie. You can be somebody mm. else. You can pose and be a, and, and be a fake. Right. Amazing story that happened in this film. 
there's a guy in Scotland who doesn't know the Bible, starts studying the Bible, and he goes, he starts learning about the life of Jesus, and Jesus is doing the miracles and stuff, and he goes, can I see a map of, of this area? And they showed him a map in the back of the Bible of where Jesus walked and, and where his ministry occurred. That guy said, I believe. Mm. And they were like, wait, you're looking at the map. What do you mean you believe Jesus based on the map? He said, well, that's because he was known. That's because he lived there. He was born in this area. The people knew him when he was a kid. He became the Messiah, and mm-hmm. he, he healed people, and he died, and he rose again, and there's first-person stories. You can't fake that in a community mm-hmm. where you are known. Right. A charlatan could come, come in, in and fake that. Yeah. Huh. A magician could come in and fake that, but not right. this guy, not Jesus. Hmm. Because wow. he had stability and he was known. And that guy came to Jesus because of the map. Wow. Insert map joke. <laughs> I mean, how often, you know, right? do we do we breeze past that fact? That that's significant because um, like you say, being known also exposes vulnerabilities, right? Um, we often I know I've moved a lot. So after high school, it was expected I'd go off to college. So I moved away to college. I wanted the experience of getting away. But when I moved, I noticed right away, oh my gosh, I have an opportunity to be someone new. Mm-hmm. I can fresh take start. A fresh start. I can yeah. take all those things that I didn't like about me mm-hmm. and just bury them mm-hmm. and then present who I wanted to be. Right. And then after college, I moved again. Guess what? I can present who I want to be. Yeah. And you can take that, you know, I guess you can go a couple of di- different directions. You, Like you said, you could be a charlatan and, uh, and hide things about yourself. Or you could just start to refine and become a better version of yourself uh, and hopefully that's you know what I what I did mm-hmm. but one thing that I do notice now that I've returned to my quote-unquote to my roots to where I was from I have these friends and these relationships that are stretched across the country and I try to keep those up so that can be difficult as well you know the the support systems that I put in place over the years the friendships that I've built the relationships that I relied on they're stretched out over time and space they're stretched out over you know the entire country i don't have some of those support systems now something that's been kind of i've been wrestling with in my mind lately is because we can stay in such good contact with people far from us um we're starting to have less in-person relationships and so we can actually do the same thing that you were saying bill and we can actually be who we want to be to our close friends because they don't have to see us day to day Mm. when when i pick up the phone to talk to them I can I can kind of hide that stuff, mm-hmm. or the complete opposite. I can only be genuine to that person a couple states away, and everyone who's in my day to day has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. That's true, Mark. Very true. And see, the easiest place to hide, if you want to hide, is on social media. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you can paint a beautiful picture there of how go. great mm-hmm. life is. Exactly. It's my press yeah. kit. I don't. Right. I don't. Have, I just make jokes and show pictures of me having fun. I don't have to be real with anybody. Or you can hide in church. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's really when you're when you're known and being vulnerable. That's that's I think when. Um, see, I'll tell you a story. It's going to be. In, you know, I'm writing a book, and one of the stories um, that I tell in there is is when I was talking to a guy um, about. How years ago, before I um, my marriage fell apart and I got depressed and divorced, and um, I knew a lot of people, but my if I had died, my wife 
I thought um, would probably have a hard time finding six friends to carry me. A lot of people knew me. I don't. I didn't really have six close friends, hmm. and. I think where I'm at today is uh, there'd be a lot less people coming to the funeral, but my wife could identify six guys that I'm friends with. I mean, 2 a.m. call, call if you guys. need me, yeah. friends, mm -hmm. wow. real friends, guys that know my my crap, mm -hmm. and I know theirs, and I love them anyway, and they love me anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe more so because, <laughs> even because more, definitely more so because mm -hmm. of that, yeah. So that being known is so important and so hard. Well, let's assume that we're willing to be vulnerable and to be known. We open our doors up to others. We open ourselves mm -hmm. up to others. It's going to require them to open their doors up to us. It's yeah. going to require knowing, getting to know mm -hmm. someone else, going through the effort. Like you said, you and the family went through the neighborhood, mm -hmm. knocked on a door. Yeah. I mean, that had to be awkward. Yeah, I wanted to make Christmas cookies one year for our new neighborhood, mm -hmm. and it was all we could do to like – you know, to get it together and yeah. take these cookies out. So <laughs> I think you'll find when you do that that uh, it surprises people, but they like it because mm. they are feeling the same way you are. Mm. And uh, it's everybody wants, yeah, everybody wants to make a connection and make a friend. Mm -hmm. And not everybody, but just, yeah. just about sure. everybody. So you did not find a huge hurdle in, no. in people not welcoming you in. That's yeah, good. <laughs> when we moved into our apartment building, um, we we're the first people in this building. Mm. And so there's uh, 12 other 12 apartments. And so I actually was like, all right, all of us are new here. I'm going to meet everyone. When we're passing each other on the stairs, I'm going to learn their name mm. and which one they live in. And my wife made fun of me because I had like a list in our house. <laughs> like, all right, That's 203 <laughs> is these people. And... Um, you're playing apartment bingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the funny thing was, you say Christmas cookies. The mm -hmm. first Christmas we were there, uh, we made little bags of cookies, Aww. and I tried to deliver them to everyone. Right. And some people weren't home, so we just left them like on the doorknob, yeah. and uh, never heard from them. You know, really? We're, oh, you know, wow. we're kind of all yeah. too yeah. too busy to yeah. to know who's yeah. directly below i i hear you yawn every day <laughs> <laughs> through the wall wow. but i don't know your name you know yeah <laughs> it's a song in that mark i think <laughs> that country song yeah i hear you yawn that's sad that's very sad it actually. is sad yeah. yeah you guys i mean um it would be tragic if it were you know some incident that caused everyone to come together wouldn't it from from one building you know what i mean there was um, an incident there was a kitchen fire oh. and we were all standing in the parking lot at 2 a.m. Huh. But everyone kind of like went to their own car. No, yeah. yeah. Um, some, like there was like one woman who went, was talking to everyone, but it, it was kind of, it was actually pretty sad now that I'm really thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that is, that is sad. Uh, Denise, do you have any difficulty making new friends? No, I don't. No, I, I don't seem to have trouble making friends, but I do sometimes have trouble making time for mm. friends because I'm just so busy uh, and I don't want to be. I mm. want to be. I was really inspired by the video when uh, Bill shared it a little bit in a staff meeting one, one week. And I thought, you know, I'm, I kind of tend to think that God is just, he's busy. I mean, he's got sure. the whole world <laughs> in his hands, you know. I mean, my goodness, he's taking care of all of us. He's before us and behind us mm -hmm. and so i'm thinking he's a he's like a whirlwind you know mm -hmm. but honestly he is he is that three mile an hour mm -hmm. i want to know you and i want you to know me mm -hmm. and there's a beautiful part about being known 
that um, there's this there's a a security in that when you have a circle of friends who like bill said you could call it 2 a.m mm-hmm. the ones that you know will be there through thick and thin mm-hmm. um and it it is this is making me think okay yeah i need to go back to that group of people and um you know be intentional about the time that we set aside right right yeah, very true. Now, you mentioned that Bill had shared the video with the staff. I remember we were all, uh, it was, uh, after staff meeting, we brought in the big TV, and Bill said, I want you guys to see something. Yeah. We'll talk about it a little bit afterwards, but <laughs> just watch. And, of course, then, you know, the scenery comes up, and you're in the Scottish, I don't know if they're in the Highlands or what, but it's this beautiful little rural community. The old stone fences are all over the place. There's, you know... And, and you hear about the story of this pastor who got relocated to this parish and had to slow down everything. Mm-hmm. His entire lifestyle had to change. And the people that he meets, you know, uh, and the entertaining fellow who got saved through the map. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and, and others, too. And then you hear from a few experts. Um, when you decided to bring that to the staff, um, to share it with us as, as your friends and also as co-workers, what were some of your thoughts or hopes that you know that we might take away from it? What were some of the things that you thought, as a staff, we might put into practice? Well, I think everybody here is too busy, and I think everybody mm-hmm. here um, could use some help in getting their priorities mm-hmm. straightened out. So, I mean, that was that was the main thing. It's funny you say priorities straightened mm-hmm. out. It turns out that when that term was first started put into use, mm-hmm. it was uh, what is your priority. Yeah. What is your priority? There was no, there were no, this is not a term yeah. priorities. Right. You, you can only have you, one priority. Well, well, I have a priority to the ministry that I manage. Right. I have a priority to my soul with and God. Right. I have a priority to my family. Right. Um, to my parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've, I have multiples and I got a lot of plates spinning. I sometimes I got to realize it's okay to, to get rid of a few sticks and plates. Mm because uh, I can only manage so many properly. And, um, and I realized that if, if you don't manage them correctly, they become a little checklist. Okay, yeah, I called mm-hmm. my dad today. Okay, yeah, I, I talked Oof. to whatever, and I did this, and I went to church. That's, no, that's not a really good, effective, efficient, happy way to live. Right, right. Maybe over, not a over efficient. Yeah, right, life's exactly. not a checklist. Mm. becomes one for me well, a lot. Well, there's, then there's no <laughs> depth if, if it's a checklist. Yeah. It's... A lot more relationships tend to be more surface. Yeah. You know, it's just really mm-hmm. slowing down, slowing down, being intentional, making those contacts run deep. So I recall you sharing some stories with the staff there after we got started. But what you've shared so far, going out and meeting this dog, this tree, <laughs> and this person. <laughs> okay, we've met. Where where did your relationship with the tree go after that? <laughs> Have you been watering I, it or tri- I, I, trimming I, I it? I let the dog take care of it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. But really, where where did it go? Where did it progress? Well, the the uh, the only thing that um, really has happened as a result is that when I see uh, the the neighbors, um, it's more than uh, you know a casual nod and whatever. It's it's uh, it, we've had conversations. I found out that you know that he was a fireman in New York and. 
Uh, you know, so I've learned about them. I've learned a little bit about them. We're not we're not friends. They haven't been over for dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to open up to them and be the vulnerable person that I was talking about. That's the other thing. You got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. You got to build that trust and that foundation first. Sure. But at least they know who I am and I know who they are. And we know a little bit about each other. So. Right. Yeah. We started extending a hand or an olive branch yeah. or building the bridge. But it, it's yeah. just, it's more the exercise of slowing down. Mm-hmm. That's just pretty amazing we sat on the porch one night my daughter and i mary she's 10 and and uh and um i said hey let's put down the devices and let's listen mayor how many things can you hear right now let's see how many different things we can listen to Hmm. and uh, we identified an airplane and we identified some geese we heard some guys on a golf course talking yeah we heard a car go by and I would have not heard any of those things. They would have been there, but I would have missed them. And I think the same thing happens in this room right now. There's radio waves and signals, and all. Sure. unless we stop turn on a, on a receiver, we're not going to hear them. And it's the same way with with God. If you don't slow down mm-hmm. and deliberately listen, you're going to miss mm-hmm. God because you're going to dag on fast. Slow right. down. Right. Listen. Right. That's your word this year, Denise. Right. That's quiet. Right. Quiet. Mm-hmm. Get in the quiet. Hmm. Yeah. It's a um, yep. different pace of life, right? It I sure know is. In the, um, it's hard to it's slow a, it's, down. It's a practice. It's right. got to be a it's practice. Yep. <laughs> in the film, they talked about the pace of um, this, this God pace versus a tourist's pace. Mm-hmm. And the idea that tourists are rush, rush, rushing, going from location to location to draw in as much as they can. My generation, our century, is the tourist generation. We are always on the move. And so we can avoid being known. We avoid our deepest fears of being known. I realized that this avoidance, that this way of moving and always being on the go is totally different than the way Jesus lived in the first century and the way most humans have lived for all of history. So two things were happening at once. I had Eugene calling me to slow down, to become a pastor. I also began reading Tom Wright, And in his writings, I discovered a whole different vision of what life was like in the first century. We live in such a rootless world. My wife and I have moved house, I think, 16 times in 42 years. It's a sort of complete mirror opposite of that, polar opposite of that. To think of being in that one place is the Benedictine ideal, stabilitas, stability. You are here, you stay here, and you go deeper. I witnessed this idea of stability firsthand at a nearby abbey where the monks welcomed me on retreat as part of their community. Stability usually means staying in the same monastery all your life till you die. And that's quite a challenge in a world which chases around all over the place. And trying to escape from who you are and where you are. And the secret of stability or part of stability is to realize that I am a sinner, yeah. But before that, I'm a beloved sinner. And so I am loved by God as I am. Very quickly, you see people's faults. At least I do. Look at that guy. No. But to see people's virtues, no. It takes, it takes longer. To learn to know them takes, takes time. 
and it's not boring. It's only boring if you lack imagination. In fact, it's fascinating because human beings are endlessly fascinating. And you learn by going deeper rather than by the relentless quest for shallow novelty, which is how our culture lives. So in thinking about bringing more stability to our lives by slowing down and getting to a God pace, Bill has put this into practice in his life to some degree and continues to work on it. Try. Right. So do you revisit this uh, like uh, on an annual basis? Is this something that comes to mind every few months? More than that. Yeah. I just actually rewatched this film about two weeks ago to try to get back into the mode again to remember these things again. Right. I guess maybe our surroundings push uh, relentlessly. It's so chaotic again. You're like, okay, I've got to refocus Mm -hmm. again. Every day I need to watch it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then that leaves the three of us um, who have discovered this film and seen it. But um, to move towards stability and to slow down, uh, what are some things, like he says, it can be um, easier with a little imagination. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you could imagine doing in your life where it's at right now to start um, to remove things and start adding stability? Pray. <laughs> Pray for help. I actually uh, remember a long time ago, Dr. James Dobson shared a thing about looking at your life, everything that's going on day in and day out, as uh, a plate, a dinner plate. Okay. And think about um, the amount of time that you spend in each of those areas on your plate. And if it's so full that you can't really enjoy what's Mm. on your plate, Mm. then you need to sweep some of it off. Even if you just set it aside for some time, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that it's gone forever. But, uh, and then once you get to a comfortable place, uh, that pace is, you know, is works for you, then be intentional about not putting anything else on your plate un- unless you're taking something off your plate. Right. You know what I mean? Otherwise, I do. you end up like the smorgasbord all over again. Right. You're just <laughs> trading dumplings for. Cherry yes. pie, and yeah. you're back again. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really, that's a great analogy um, to to move it off of your plate, leave it off your plate, so you have a comfortable yeah. lifestyle that you're dealing with. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, what do you think? There's, I just keep thinking of you know, there's a difference between me and we, and if I want to go fast, I'm not taking anyone with me, mm. and so if I want to build relationships, which is exclusively what Jesus was about was about telling people, you know, about, about this faith that we have. Um, I, I get to pick one. I get to have great relationships or I can move as fast and freely by myself. Um, but moving around by yourself is pretty lonely mm-hmm. and I'm not going to have great relationships unless I slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. All right. We, we have a couple of young kids and so, as uh, they start to take on more hobbies or more interests and things, and we're traveling and doing this and doing that, um, one thing that I've tried to stick to on my guns is, is we have one thing a day, right? At most, one big thing a day, whether the whole family goes to this thing or that thing. I don't want five big events in one day. I guess I should put it that way. I don't want to you know, run, run to the basketball game and run to the swim meet and run... No, one thing a day is enough for us. Let's go and be present at that one thing. 
um, is an area that I've tried to after watching the film yeah. that I talked with my wife about, and I said, "Look, let's just not over over busy ourselves," mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't even bring into into focus depth of relationship mm-hmm. or the pace that just clears my schedule a little bit so i I definitely feel challenged by this film to go deeper on relationship Mm -hmm. you know um i like what you did with mary about unplugging Uh, it's constant wrestling match in our house Mm -hmm. to unplug Mm -hmm. um it's it really is it really really is um so anyway i i would just challenge you the listener to visit the website uh of the film it is livegodspeed.org uh, the film is right there. It's available for anyone to watch. And, of course, there's resources available as well that you can um, then enter into uh, studies with your church, your small group, um, or just to go deeper yourself uh, to where the film uh, is leading you. Uh, Mark, Denise, Bill, and I, I think, are going to continue working on slowing our pace, clearing our plate, and living more intentionally with relationships. Um, one way that we could slow down is by visiting our sponsor, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel. And Victoria's Restaurant, Mm. Uh, that's a great place to slow down. (laughs) Um, There's one of their sayings is that uh, Boardwalk Plaza Hotel is where the oceanfront view is only the beginning. And did any of you know that they have a talking parrot? Yes. No. Yeah, yeah. His name's Peanut, and he'll greet you when you come in. It's great. Oh, I learned the ner- name of a bird today. <laughs> there you go. You're one step ahead. Well, listen, I hope that you get out there and give this Godspeed a try. Be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. And if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with a friend. You can get complete show notes on our website, 887thebridge.com. 